0: Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcast.
1: And Courtney Lachlan, I appreciate you filling in for Kelly this morning. Most important question, what did you buy so far on Cyber Monday?
0: <laughs> um, I got to be honest, I'm not like a big online shopper. I can't get behind it.
1: No. Oh my gosh. I've been like waiting and plotting and planning on this. And already this morning I got a bunch of like um, clothes to go work out outside in. Cause that's something we're doing this year. And I didn't have like the appropriate, you know, tundra gear for running and lifting and that sort of thing.
0: I feel like, so- yes, I know online shopping, especially now, like you got to get into it, but I've always been a person. Like I like to touch. I like to feel, I like to see the products. And so I'm in like a little bit of a quandary because I've never been a fan of online shopping. And now like I have to be.
1: You like the tactile experience of it all.
0: I do. Or like different sizes or different models comparing one or two. What I have to like buy them all. I,
1: I Yeah, I, I've gotten super lazy, too, because the lady in the, the lady of the house, A-L-E-X-A, whose name we don't say out loud unless we need her. I've just gotten really lazy about being like, hello, lady of the house. We need trash bags. And she's like, okay, cool. I'll put it in the thing. And then I just kind of like, I've gotten really, really, I've started caring less about like stuff like that, right? Like the, the things that aren't really brand important. So I'm just like, can I get some paper towels? Can I get some wipes? Can I get some this, some, some that?
0: Wait a second. Mm-hmm. You tell that thing to put those things in your cart and to buy them?
1: Well, she puts them in the cart and then I review them like a like a manager, basically. She she's like a she's like an employee.
0: I had no idea she had those capabilities. Oh
1: yeah, you can say, "Hey, Alexa, put whatever in my cart," and she'll be like, "Sure, sure, I'll do that for you." And then you go onto your account and then you do the things. Not a commercial for Amazon, but it could be. You can also always say, "Alexa, launch Real Fun DC," and she will do that for you too. And play it in huh. real time. Look at that. Look at that!
0: Plus, I feel like that could be dangerous.
1: It, yeah, the, the, you have to set the feature so that it doesn't just auto buy because that can really get dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> because she's like, "I got your credit card, I'll just," and you're like, "No, Alexa, you cannot just do that." Yeah, yeah. So just be aware of that. Also on Cyber Monday, if you're making it happen with some uh, online shopping, our swag stores open at realfundc.com/slash-swag. We got holiday masks and we got holiday mugs, and it's a great way to help out a small business. Just saying is all putting that out there
0: hey t-o-m-m-y yeah i'm looking for a mask and a mug
1: oh okay got it i don't you can't tell me to buy you things like you can tell alexa but i appreciate the effort i i, I like what you did there
0: really that doesn't work
1: no no it doesn't work exactly uh. that way uh we got to get into the football news in a second but how was your thanksgiving what happened there
0: it was good. It was, I mean, pretty quiet, given everything. Um, my brother, who's in our bubble, he came over with his fiance and we had a couple family friends. Um, I will say this. We're like really into games. I know so weird in the Lachlan household that we're into games and playing different types of competitive sports. The two things that we have done a lot during this quarantine have been cornhole. And playing euchre, and we played both of those nonstop all day on Thanksgiving. We played so much that we're teaching our fam- my um, parents' best friends how to play euchre that they came over the next day to have leftovers <laughs> to continue to play cards with us. So uh, just trying to find find different things to do to entertain us.
1: Do you have your very own like Locker family branded um, cornhole boards?
0: Kind of. Um- <laughs>
1: Okay, keep keep going. Where um, do I click for more information on that?
0: They are custom made for us, actually, for my dad, and they're made out of hockey sticks, believe it or not. And the one oh, cool. board is red, and the one board is blue to go with the bean bags. And so they're made of all these um, different hockey sticks that have been color coordinated. This that this company had been looking for for several years, so that you had just like a blue set. It was like kind of like black and blue hockey sticks, and the other set is like kind of like red and yellow. Huh. Um, and so they cut them up, and then they put a plexiglass over top of it.
1: And drilled a hole in it, and there you go, hockey royalty. There you go. Look at that!
0: <laughs> I, I like- I've
1: been watching a, a lot of like, um, so we we discovered the show Rain, um, this weekend on Netflix, and I just envisioned like Courtney Lachlan and like the family at court, like having yard games, <laughs> as <laughs> hockey royalty would.
0: <laughs> That's about right. I never knew. I never knew that I liked yard games. I was never the yard game type of person, but look at me now. Things look have at changed. That. <laughs>
1: Uh Doug wanted to know how Thanksgiving was. Doug hope your Thanksgiving was awesome and I appreciate the comment getting involved on our Facebook Live feed this morning. Um it is also if you're getting up and uh moving at like 725 on Cyber Monday, it is raining canines and feline's outside in the DC area, so be careful if you have to go anywhere.
0: Tommy, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: It was awesome. Uh so my husband and I got together with my mom and dad and um we had like a sort of like a patchwork kind of Thanksgiving situation where my parents made some stuff. We ordered some stuff <laughs> from the farmers' restaurant group and brought it down. And it was just such a beautiful day. The dogs ran around the yard, um, just like Southern Maryland awesomeness. And we had just such an awesome, awesome day. And like the TV wasn't on at all during the day. And we like talked like humans to each other. It was just awesome. It was awesome. Such a great, such a great day.
0: Well, Tommy, I know one TV that might have been on. So you didn't watch any football? No. Not even on Saturday.
1: No. Come on, Locker. You know me.
0: This was such a big story that happened on Saturday. You know that we've talked all pretty much month about women breaking headlines and breaking glass ceilings in terms of sports, Tommy. Mm -hmm. Saturday, a woman, female, her name was Sarah Fuller. She became the first woman to play in a Power Five football game as the kicker and it was incredible to see her on the field. She plays for Vanderbilt, they played Missouri, um, and both teams kind of dealing with some COVID issues and restrictions of players, and she geared up, put on the helmet, put on the shoulder pads, and played in the, became in the first ever female to play in a Power Five football game. The fact that I can represent like the little girls out there who wanted to do this, or you know, thought about playing football or any sport really and it encourages them to be able to step again, out and do something been big been like this. So it's awesome. Meal. What message do you hope was conveyed by your involvement today? I mean I just want to tell like all the girls out there that you can do anything you set your mind to. Like you really can. And if you have that mentality all the way through, like you can do big things. Aw, that's awesome. That is great. Unfortunately, um, Vanderbilt did lose though at kind of a hefty loss <laughs> missouri um but it's cool because this girl sarah she was a soccer player um and she played for the vanderbilt soccer team as i believe she was a goalie so she has experience kicking and punting and so i I love that the coach put her in this position and put her in the spot and say hey she she can do this and she became the first female to play in a a power five football game that's awesome
1: very cool. I love that kind of stuff. And on your show with Kelly, Real Fun Sports, you talk about all kinds of female-led sports and women breaking those glass ceilings. There are shards of glass everywhere on the Real Fun DC <laughs> show because you're just talking about glass ceilings being broken left, right, and center. Sometimes glass walls get broken. Sometimes glass windows get broken. All of it. It's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I do know that the uh, the Ravens have 7,000 COVID cases. I learned that this weekend. And um, Washington football team beat the Cowboys. So that's pretty great.
0: Yeah, the Ravens haven't even played in their game yet. Um, Postponed till Tuesday. Who knows if if that'll even happen?
1: It's against the Steelers and the Steeler Nation, man. They are not happy. They're like, this is stupid. How come stupid, this stupid? I mean, Steelers fans, (laughs) they are. I'm from Pennsylvania. I grew up an Eagles fan. Steelers fans are intense.
0: Tommy, you brought your sports A game this morning. I like it.
1: There you go. Look at that. I'm pretty well-rounded around here. Now let's go to George Clooney's (laughs) beauty regimen, shall we? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So um I, I firmly believe that one of the greatest shows on television is CBS Sunday morning because Jane Polly will be like, for the next seven hours, we're gonna do this segment about whatever that you didn't think you cared about, but then you you know you learned you have to care about. And um the uh the correspondent Tracy goes out there and she's interviewing George Clooney. And the clip that well, really no one cares what they were talking about besides this, because the clip that got, you know, the worldwide traction was the fact that George Clooney told CBS Sunday Morning that he cuts his own hair with a very questionable 90s infomercial device. Years ago, uh, I bought a, a thing called a
0: Flowbee, which when we you were kids, when I was a kid, yeah. The infomercial, the yeah, Flowbee. This ingenious device lets you give yourself and family perfect haircuts every time. It yes. comes with a vacuum cleaner yes. and the clippers? Yeah, I still have it. Stop it, you don't uh, use it.
1: My haircuts take literally two minutes i go is this is
0: this, th- th- this floby yeah, that is awesome <laughs> yeah listen man it worked
1: <laughs> the correspondent tracy smith you're gonna see her mind melting like live on television <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I, I i don't even know i have so many questions a i don't even know what a floby is i mean i just learned now i've never heard of it
1: so basically it was like a 90s infomercial device that's like you know clippers like that you would cut hair with it's clippers with like a a huge thick guard on it that are attached to a vacuum cleaner. So you would literally just go all over and it would cut your hair evenly because it had a guard and it had suction. So it would like pull your hair up and cut it. And then it would get pushed right into the vacuum cleaner bag. It seemed like something that like a groomer would use on a schnauzer, but George Clooney is apparently using it on his own head.
0: I also feel like that could that takes some skill to use that tool, no matter what. I would whether think you're using it on yourself make, or somebody else.
1: Yep, to make sure that you like get all the spots. Also, this is just a reason to like hate George Clooney even more because not only does he have perfect hair in his what sixties, he also just like says screw it and uses his phobia. And as somebody who has to like you know hang on to every little one that I got left, <laughs> screw you, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Look at that. The things you learn, the information you take in. Um, it's also a lunar eclipse, which is happening. Um, I guess it happened a couple hours ago, but I don't know how you feel about um, astrological signs and all of those things, but they're saying that this particular lunar eclipse is going to affect all of the signs for weeks. It affects the way that you um, seek the truth the way that you speak to others, the way that you receive information. So just be aware of that.
0: I mean, I believe in tarot cards, so I'm all in.
1: That's why I was bringing it up for you, Courtney Lachlan. Did you go (laughs) ahead and did you see it at all?
0: Okay, so here's the thing. We were talking about this last night, Tommy, when we were talking about things that we were going to go over on today's show. And when you mentioned the lunar eclipse, I was like, yes, I've heard about that as well. So last night actually was my brother's birthday so we went over to his house um to have some cake and celebrate when i came back it was like ten thirty, and i got out of the car and it's pitch black my, my parents kind of live in the country so there's no lights and i'm like drawn to this giant light outside like i look up and i'm like oh my gosh what is that and i was like it's the lunar eclipse i was like yes huh. i'm seeing it this is awesome
1: that's so cool
0: yeah but that's not a lunar eclipse Um, that happens to be, if you guys are watching the stream, there was a giant ring around the moon. And I didn't know, I was like, am I in an episode of like Game of Thrones? Like, is something happening outside? Like, I don't know what this is. Is it the lunar eclipse? So I quickly Google, I was like large ring around the moon. It happens to be, it's not a lunar eclipse. It's something that is just happens pretty regularly. And it was a moon halo. I've never even heard of a moon halo. I haven't either. A moon halo is an optical phenomenon that belongs to a family of ice crystal halos. It is a ring, it forms a ring with an apparent radius of approximately 22 degrees around the sun or moon. When visible around the moon, it is called a moon ring or a winter halo. Some say folklore that it represents that winter is coming, that snow is coming.
1: Oh, kind of Game of Thrones Wait, so this, if you're looking at the stream, this was like your naked eye seeing this ring yes. around the moon or was this like yes. a like a flare on your lens of the camera?
0: Naked eye. That's why when I got, like, it startled me when I got out of the car because it was so bright. And I was like, what is happening? And I literally look up and there's this giant ring around the moon. Didn't even know that it was a thing. Huh. That's so very did-
1: different than the lunar eclipse, <laughs> but maybe maybe they're connected in some way.
0: I don't think so. And then I was like, Lunar Eclipse, Ring, Halo. And it was like (laughs) nothing. (laughs) I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm seeing the Lunar Eclipse. False. Um, Womp, womp. If you did get up this morning, Tommy, I believe the Lunar Eclipse was up until, I think the peak was at like 4 a.m. to about 6 a.m. or 7 Um, a.m. So I did not see that. I don't think
1: many of us around the D.C. area saw it because it was raining this morning too. So that's big old womp, womp. But apparently there's a whole bunch of lunar eclipses that are happening uh, as of a couple months back in 2020 through 2021. So it's not like one of those space sports stats where we're like, it's the last time you're going to see a full moon <laughs> lunar eclipse to the left side of the ring of Saturn in the next hundred years. Like this, you're going to see more of these in the next like, couple months. So just be careful though, of speaking your mind, processing information and seeking your truth. The effects will be felt for the next several weeks.
0: Is it just like mer- Mercury and retrograde or whatever too? Yada yada yada.
1: Yeah, it could be. It could be.
0: Hmm. Okay. I don't
1: know. I I I am like a like like a post believer in that stuff, right? Like when like things get like all duty poo poo in life, you're like, oh well, it had to be Mercury <laughs> and retrograde. And then you look back and you're like, oh yeah, it was. That's what happened. That's totally what happened.
0: Or it was just life.
1: It could also be just life.
0: All right, Tommy. I got a question for you.
1: I love questions.
0: How much would you be willing to pay for a burger?
1: I mean, like a dollar menu burger. I mean, burger, burger is a sliding scale, right? Is it something that you get like from a fast food restaurant than a dollar? But is it like, uh, I mean, the, the greatest burger that I've probably ever had is at the four seasons of bourbon steak. They do this burger. That's just like incredible. And, and what like-
0: does that set you back?
1: It's kind of like a fancy Big Mac. I think it's like 30 hmm. bucks for the whole deal. Like all in all that I used to eat. Well, Gordon Ramsey before times once well, in a while on a special occasion,
0: which is still relatively pricey for a burger. Totally. Right? or It's to the high
1: end of the burger. And there's like, yeah, totally.
0: So Michelin star celebrity chef, Gordon Ramsey, um, has a famous restaurant in Vegas. He is opening a second location in London, um, Same restaurant, Gordon Ramsay Burger. He's kind of bringing the taste of America to London. He has a burger, I kid you not, that is $106. Fries sold separately. Uh, What? This burger features a beef patty, seared Wagyu sirloin, truffle pecorino cheese, and fresh black truffles.
1: $106 for a burger?
0: Here's my thing. Usually, when you go out to dinner, you're drinking something, right? What are you drinking with this burger? Like, I'm not drinking a Bud Light.
1: No, you probably have to get like a fancy beer or a fancy, like I don't know, Louis the Fourteenth or something with it,
0: or a like really expensive wine. And hang on, the fries are sold separately. <laughs> I should get like a, I should
1: get like a, like a, like a Happy Meal toy and fries and a drink for hundred and six dollars.
0: So he's putting this restaurant inside Herod's, um, and he oh, said that okay. he's perfecting but- burgers for years.
1: So the fancy uh the fancy dancy um department store in London. Yes. That makes sense. It's not like next to the Applebee's like on the corner.
0: <laughs> I still feel like that's a lot for a burger. Like when you it's usually A tremendous amount for a burger. Yes.
1: You should get a hundred burgers for that amount of money.
0: <laughs> or like you said, the fries. Like at least throw in the fries. <laughs> yeah,
1: and a toy. It's Herod. They should let you pick something off the shelf once you go get that burger
0: meal. My thing is usually when you're going to a restaurant of that stature or caliber, like you're not in your gym clothes, right? Like you're not like at a sports bar with your hat on backwards. You're fine dining. And then what? Like then you get like ketchup all over your face and you're like wiping your napkin. Are you even allowed to put ketchup on this burger? You can't put ketchup on that burger. Even if it's fancy ketchup, there's no way. (laughs) I don't know.
1: $106 for it's probably one of those items that nobody ever buys. That's just like there. Like there was a There was a place in D.C. that has like the $100 martini. Like no one's ever getting that martini.
0: What was in that martini? You're not getting that martini,
1: Locker. You're not. No, you're not getting that martini.
0: (laughs) That's what I I pay for. I think it's
1: like the same kind of thing, right? Like they have that thing and they're like, boom, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, it's the truffles, Jen Brown says. They're expensive. Chopped taught me that. Truffles are very expensive.
0: They are. But one hundred and six—I just over over a hundred dollars. Also, I'm not sure what the size of this burger is. Like, is it like it, it says it's not your average quarter pounder, so it's a quarter pound?
1: Um, it should be a pounder. Exactly. I think should, they should call it. And also, like London pounds, it should be like the pounder, right? Like they should be like it's a pound, hundred pounder.
0: And what kind of bread is it on? Like if I'm eating a Wagyu sirloin. Um, some good someone bread. should
1: like hand feed it to you. It, was, it shouldn't even have to be on a burger. Someone should <laughs> hand feed it to you. It's a hundred dollars. Pauline's checking in from South Dakota this morning and she's like, no burger, no burger. Same here. Yeah. And Doug's right too. Doug's like, it should be called chips. Chips not included. Not even fries, not included.
0: Hmm.
1: hundred. And it was funny too. We were trying to find a photo of this like mysterious $106 burger and there wasn't even a photo of it yet. I think the least that Gordon Ramsay could do would be show us a damn photo of the damn $100 burger.
0: Yeah, give us like a tease. Does it have have lettuce? Does it have tomato? Or is it literally just like this giant beef patty and a decadent burger?
1: Um, I will tell you, though, now that I know how much um, of a markup you can possibly have on luxurious food items, I should probably start charging for my cakes. So um, I spent the last week... Um, We celebrated my mom's birthday, which was yesterday. But on Thanksgiving, we had like the whole, you know, multi-holiday situation. And um, I made my mom's birthday cake. Which, if you know anything about me, you know when it comes to things I know little about. I know less about cooking than I do about sports.
0: (laughs) Okay, good benchmark.
1: And so in our family, um, my grandmother had always made a German chocolate cake for my mom. It was her favorite thing. And My grandmother would make it every year, and we—I didn't, didn't really know how it happened because my grandmother would always be like, "It takes a while. You don't want to know." I'm like, "Okay, great." Um, and my grandmother passed several years ago, and so this year I was like, "I'm going to make this cake for my mom for her birthday," and I did it. I, I had the idea um, a couple weeks ago, so I was able to, you know, figure out how to do it, and that was the process. Locker. I spent a week on the cake. With three different versions.
0: Okay, um, were they all edible? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they got more and more edible as we went on, and um, cake V three was one that actually went to my mom's house, and uh, it was pretty darn delicious. But now, as an only child, millennial Gemini, of course, I you know made a little time lapse of the whole thing happening, and it was it was it was quite a bit, and the first cake. I made like last monday so I, I go through all the process and then i like make it and uh my husband's there who actually like is a cook he's like grew up in the family restaurant business i was like hey what do you think and he goes you know i'm supposed to tell you this is good <laughs> <laughs> but i can't do that because it's not <laughs> um but like, he's so good at like food things. He was like, this tastes like there's no baking soda in it. And then I went back through the recipe and I was like, oh, damn, I forgot the baking soda. So if you're watching the video, this is like the final cake that actually became like the one that got made and the one that got served and the one that like made it over to the uh, to the birthday candle situation. But it Hang was on. processed. process.
0: Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Your husband was able to taste that there is no baking soda, soda or powder in the cake.
1: Yeah, in the first one, it was kind of chalky and inedible. Um, So that was probably what baking soda does makes it less chalky and more edible. I don't know how I don't know what baking soda does. I'm not sure what that magic looks like. Um, But so, yeah, it was uh, he was able to t- by taste be like, mm, this isn't right. And then the second one was like better, but it was like kind of burned. And then the third one, there we are.
0: So uh, how did it go over with your mom?
1: Oh, it was such a hit. So she was, she was like totally surprised. Um, she didn't, she wasn't expecting it. So we had like a little bit of happy tears, which was awesome. Um, and it was great. And we ate it and it was wonderful. And it was just an awesome, like part of a, a great, a great get together with just the four of us um, on Thanksgiving.
0: Did she say anything about how it compared to the real The goat of
1: the chocolate cakes, the goat cake. Um, (laughs) no, she, she didn't, she didn't like compare it. I I don't think, I don't think I'm nearly as good as, as Graham's uh, recipe yet, but you know, sometimes it's the thought that counts, but, but she did tell me, like, she sent me a photo this weekend of her, like eating more of it. So I knew for a fact that she wasn't being polite (laughs) because she had more of it. So that was a win.
0: But that's the tricky thing, right? When you have these family recipes and you don't have them written down, it's like, how did they do it? Because, and you could Google it and you can find a similar recipe, but it's never the same because that person adds their twist to it.
1: You would think. Um, But my mom (laughs) told me uh, after I made it that she goes, it was your grandmother always just used the recipe on the back of the baker's chocolate. (laughs) But I was like, oh, I guess that. That would have been one way to do it.
0: <laughs> After all of that.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: After all of that. Totally. Yeah. Aww.
1: Yeah. But you know what? It was such a fun experience. And maybe I'm a baker now. I don't know. But um, it was good. It all came together. Mom loved it. And happy birthday. was ha- Happy awesome. birthday was had by all.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, we got a lot to get to today still, too. Plenty of show ahead. Locker, I appreciate you filling in for Kelly, who's on vacation today. Um, coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk to Karen Wooster, the executive director of Wreaths across America. Obviously our crew is, um, very much involved in Wreaths across America and we, uh, are not going to be as involved this year, but we still need people to get involved this year. I know that's a very vague thing, but Karen's going to break down, um, the absolute latest on how they're doing with fundraising before this giving Tuesday. Also, um, she's going to tell us What the heck happened on the back end with Reads Across America? Because it was canceled, and then it was uncanceled, and then there's all these new things in place um, as everyone's trying to keep everyone safe through the COVID restrictions. So uh, we'll have that for you in just a little bit. And then tonight um, at 7 p.m., if you're around, I'd love for you to visit charliemikevets.org. So uh, Kelly and I, behind the scenes at Real Fun DC, have been working um, with this awesome organization called Charlie Mike Vets, Uh, for the last couple months, they are a brand new edutainment platform that's going to be creating podcasts and videos and documentaries and shows and all kinds of content for and about the military community who are transitioning out of the military. Families, caregivers, um, it's all going to be featured on charliemikevets.org. And they're also going to tie people to um, organizations that are there to help and to support. And tonight is a very special Virtual launch and a show that happens at seven o'clock on charliemikevets.org, their website. And I want to show you, Locker, a little preview of it.
0: Charlie Mike, presented by the nonprofit Pivotal Moments, will be an edutainment platform providing uplifting and inspiring content created for and about members of the military community transitioning to the next stage of their lives. We're helping veterans worldwide to Charlie Mike or to continue their mission. Charlie Mike will provide motivational storytelling for active duty military, veterans, and their families. Our goal is to celebrate those who are making meaningful contributions to the military community at home and around the world.
1: So that's going to be tonight. It kicks off, and there is just a um, huge lineup of people who are involved. Um, Everyone from military brass to comedian Jeff Ross to uh, Top Chef contestant Chris Kyler. There's a musical performance. It's gonna be um, a really uplifting and and cool experience to watch at org tonight at seven o'clock Eastern.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, we were working on that behind the scenes. That was one of the things we were uh, putting all together. Um, and it, it, we learned so much about um, this, this population and we learned so much about uh, just the transition process through working with Charlie Mike Vets. And so Charlie Mike is a term which means continue mission. So someone is going to Charlie Mike, they're going to continue the mission. And so uh, the organization hopes to help people to Charlie Mike uh, out, of, out of the service and, and um, you know, into civilian life afterwards. So there's stories of like veterans going to corporate America, veterans becoming you know, culinary enthusiasts. Oh, Locker, there's even a wine segment. There's even a, oh. I now I know you're
0: interested. Ooh, I'm in, <laughs> I, I love this though. And I was kind of like worried about not wor- the holiday season, how to fill your days and your calendars. I think these are such great things to be a part of. And I think that they help make your days, I don't know, have a little bit more purpose and have something to participate in. Totally. Um, and so I think that's great. I love that these companies and organizations are finding ways to to bring something to people.
1: Yeah, it's going to be an awesome, uh, awesome event, awesome experience to watch. And then that's just the beginning because Charlie Mike Vets is kicking off tonight. So then they're in there off and running. Um, some really cool stories, too. There's this woman named Jazz Booth, who is a uh, former um, uh, she's a she's uh army veteran. And she was at one point diagnosed with cancer and found herself homeless after Hurricane Katrina. And so she started this organization called Final Salute, in which she helps other homeless female veterans and their kids. Um, figure out life and get on their feet. Like, people that you're going to see on this program are just like way better humans than we are, <laughs> like buy, <laughs> by a hundred. That's awesome. <laughs> so, that's tonight at charliemikevets.org. We're going to talk to um, Karen Wooster from Reads Across America on the way to, and it's the Battle of the Christmas Trees. You thought <laughs> Rockefeller Center had it going on. Wait till you see what happened at Lockers and my houses over the weekend. We'll get into all that on the way. Don't forget to check out the Swag Shop, too, because it is Cyber Monday. Just saying it is all. RealFunDC.com slash swag. We'll be right back.